0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to you Guys 5 Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasberry.
1: This is Frank Felicone.
0: You're listening to episode 201 of the podcast, and tonight is uh, a fresh five episode covering, what, the last few months of the
1: year, Frank? Sure. Okay. Three months, maybe.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so if you've never listened to the podcast before with one of these specific episodes uh these are frank's top 5 films that he's watched in a specific time period regardless of genre year of release etc although they tend to be um more recent movies in the past couple of years a lot of times um <clears throat> so frank how did how easy was this list to make in the past few months um mm-hmm. overall like how do you assess like what's been coming out
1: uh, it's pretty easy to make i think um I mean, obviously, a lot of what I watch that's new is horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so having like a decent amount of uh, newish horror that came out that I thought is worth talking about um, was pretty nice. Uh, there's a couple of things that if we would have done this a few months ago, might have made the list. Um, um, that was that movie, The Black Girl and Her Monster, um, I thought was really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but i mean that was a long time ago that came out um there's a movie that i want to see called um bottoms have okay. you seen the trailer for that uh maybe it's a uh, high school girls that form like a kind of like feminists like pro body image pro sex club and then basically like turn into like i it, it looks like they turn into like kind of bullies against like the boys that we're objectifying them in the first place. Mm, okay. Um, that looks pretty good. Um, I I didn't know. I guess I'm just going to save it for a quick cage. Um, but that the new Nicolas Cage movie of the uh, um, dream. Um, shit. I can't think of what dream it's scenario. called. Yeah, dream scenario. Yeah. That looks pretty amazing. Um, so that would probably have ended up making the list. Mm-hmm. So there's at least enough stuff where I have a lot of variety that I can choose from. Um, but I think that I I think the ones that made the listen, we kind of cheated or I kind of cheated because I guess it's like seven or eight movies that are on this list now, <laughs> um, even if not like, quote unquote, officially on the list. Sure. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Like I, We were just talking before we started the podcast, there's like five movies that came up for free on prime today that I've been kind of holding off on watching over the, that came out over the past six months, all of which I think would have a chance of being on a fresh five. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a, I think there's a lot of really good stuff to talk about. Um, there's two movies on this list that are among the best that I've seen all year. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the two best that I've seen all year in a lot of ways. So, I'm pretty excited to talk about them.
0: Um. So what? Uh. What came close to making the list but didn't officially make your top five here?
1: Well, <clears throat> we had a movie on the list that I just told you to pull off tonight because um I can't remember any of it because it's been like <laughs> a couple months since I've seen it. Uh huh. Um. And that's you won't be alone, which yeah. is uh uh, folk horror from what language is it even
0: Macedonia.
1: Yeah. Um it's I've kind never, of a, I've never
0: seen I've never seen a film with that language before like Macedonian or whatever but
1: it's a pretty um pretty common like old world like folktale trope of the the woman like the sacrifice of the child um basically um kind of like the Stilskin story almost like, you know. I do something for you today, but in the future, I'm going to come claim like the thing that's mine type thing Um, with a witch who um, my mother makes a bargain with her to not take her baby. And the witch says, fine, but I'm going to come for like whatever in 16 years or whatever it is. And basically steals her child away and and murders the woman and then takes the child with her like when she kind of like is maturing. Um, And then the weird relationship that forms between them where the child like almost is trying to imprint on the witch is her mother. Um, I thought there's some really good imagery in that movie. Um, I mean, you said you wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, my impression of it was, I just found it to be, <clears throat> I don't think tedious is the right word, but there was long stretches where I just felt like I didn't care what was happening, kind of. Yeah. Um, and I would sort of like drift as I was watching it. Um, I thought it was beautiful in some elements, and I thought, actually, the practical effects in terms of the makeup was pretty fantastic. Yes. Especially with The Witch, um, yep. really well done. Um, but overall, I kind of felt like it lacked a little bit of, like, a focus, maybe? I don't know. Sometimes I can put up with that, and sometimes it just loses me. And as I watched more movies, especially a couple I watched in the past week, um, I just don't think that this is, like, one of the five strongest movies that I've seen this year or so.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I I I got kind of annoyed at times with this movie, but I don't think that it's without any merit whatsoever. I thought it was a really interesting concept Um, overall, a very simplistic concept that did not require like a like an hour and 15 minutes to it. Right um but the um the director is new to features um Gordon Stolevsky, and i i think it's a case of like a young director who's doing some interesting things occasionally in some of the scenes um and i think has like a good eye but is uh using like a kitchen sink approach to uh techniques and shots and all these other like you know filters and stuff like that to um <clears throat> like uh it's like a playground form kind of like having a feature and i think he spends way too much time with the story <clears throat> i think the story gets really repetitive in some ways um and doesn't have quite as much depth as uh as he might think it does Um, uh, but um but like you said i thought that it was like really good um i thought i thought that, like the set design was really good like you know in terms of like production and stuff like that like you know with the you know clothing and Like setting in the time period, I thought the witch was really cool looking Um, and I didn't think the performances were bad whatsoever. It's just that I think it was really dull material um, overall, like intermittently at times. So it's somebody that I would check out the next thing that he did Um, and he's got a couple movies coming out like uh, this year. Um, That aren't horror, but it's a guy that I might check out like something else that he did just because, again, I think he's young. But um, yeah, kind of like it could be a a doll movie, but um, there's some some good visuals in it at times.
1: Hmm. I mean, uh, it's not it's not not worth your time to watch. I just. To me, there's again, there's other things that are far more like interesting. And yeah, I thought it was a really
0: interesting first, like 20 to 25 minutes of that movie, maybe. And then it kind of like just started to lose me and it like it was just that elevated horror stuff um, that I find honestly typical in a lot of foreign horror at times. Where they're trying to like add this depth that doesn't really exist to elevate the horror, um, ideas, um, and give some kind of like subtext and theme. And I just didn't think it worked very well. And I found it ultimately to be very boring, but I thought it was a really great setup in that first like 20, 25 minutes or so to that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, um,
1: so there also was two other movies that I yep. watched in the past week. Um, the first is The Abandoned, which is a uh, Taiwanese uh, thriller, suspense thriller, maybe. Sure. Um, about a suicidal um, female police detective uh, who's grieving the loss of her um, husband by suicide. Um, her kind of, like, young protege who's an up-and-coming investigator in the police force, and their search for um, the killer of this uh, Thai um, I don't know what you call her, like, runaway worker um, that was found yeah, murdered. Migrant. Uh, yeah. yeah. In um, in a river, like, by the, the suicidal woman. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of I, I So number one, I thought um, really good character work, especially by the female leads in mm-hmm. um, the movie. Um, interesting twists where a couple times you think that. So there's a boyfriend involved who is broken up with that you're kind of led to believe is the killer at first. Right. Um, then another boyfriend who um, is also like a runaway migrant worker who they also sort of not like. They half and half kind of lead you to believe um, up until the twist where they figure out who the actual killer is. Um, I thought that was a little, how to say it. The reason why this isn't like higher, like actually on the list, because I thought it was really well filmed and really well acted is I just thought, number one, I, so in our group chat, we have a thing where we text um movie tropes that we hate yeah to each other and this has one of my least favorite movie tropes which is um random civilian who is a suspect in a murder um is kind of like recruited into the police force just because he happens to be there and is all of a sudden innocent um and that's what happens and they they do it to some effect because i i think that performance by the guy that plays the the boyfriend um is really strong like really powerful yeah
0: um
1: So, you don't really like it, it, it's not so egregious that it it makes the movie hard to watch. Um, but I thought that was kind of silly. And then I thought the having it be like the killer be this well, I don't want to like spoil anything because I think it's worth watching in that respect, but yeah, having the killer be this character that you see kind of once and then all of a sudden, like, oh, well, here he is, and then here's like 20 minutes of backstory as to why
0: he's (laughs) right.
1: I thought felt sort of like shoehorned but I think the last 20 minutes of that movie are some of the most tense shit I've watched in a long time um to the point where like I legitimately like that I think you can legitimately feel like that the main character might die several times um which you don't often get um in thrillers especially like American thrillers where you kind of sort of always know that the hero is going to come out of it. Sure, um, I think they do a good job of setting it up where you feel like there might actually be some some real legitimate danger. Um, and I think they do a good job of making him like a believable like creep and killer in a really brief period of time. And they do one of my favorite tropes in movies, which is use photographs um, <laughs> to tell a story without dialogue, which I think is there's a scene where there's a dozen photographs that are shown in quick succession and back and forth, and um, it's it's a pretty fantastic storytelling technique, the way that they use it. Um,
0: That'll be a through line this month um, in January.
1: It will be. Yeah, that's... Um, All that's three weird.
0: episodes will have it.
1: Yeah. And that's my, my favorite movie to do that is going to come up. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, it's um it's on Netflix. Uh I think what is it? Just a little over two hours, like two hours and five minutes. A little man. under. oh, uh, yeah, so you're right. Yeah, maybe like an hour and like fifty minutes. But
0: <laughs> I know my times, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're that's true. Um <laughs> That's all you care about is how long is the movie? And, that,
0: <laughs> and, and 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 you should be aware that like don't be fooled, there's not very long credits, it's only like it's only like two and a half minutes of credits. So it's time. Runtime, that runtime it does, is what it is.
1: It does sneak up on you in that mm-hmm. respect. Um, but again, I think for the performances, for that, I actually thought like really good direction at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminded me of Memories of a Murder in the way that it was filmed, um, just in terms of like those sort of like outside areas of the city, because um, there's a lot of times where they're kind of like outside the main city thoroughfare, um, and I thought it did a good job sort of balancing that mystery of like who the actual killer is. Some silliness in it again, but you know, overall, like worth watching and really enjoyable.
0: Yeah. I mean, compared to what the United States puts out in terms of like their kind of like serial killer thrillers and stuff like that, I thought this was uh, much better than anything we produced probably in a long time um, in terms of like detected tracking down like a killer
1: type thing. It is it, one of the thing. one of the reasons why we did the Fresh Five in the first place, and actually. To reminisce a little bit now that we're past episode 200 um it was actually i think the clove hitch killer that got us to it was yeah. discuss yep. like the fresh five in general just uh-huh. like how do we talk about these movies that don't right. necessarily fit a category but um are worth talking about mm-hmm. and very similar you know in the sense of like a movie that i watched out of nowhere you know just randomly decided to watch one day and you know was really impressed with yeah um not perfect you know but something that maybe people would skip over sure um you you, you know that ended up becoming really popular last year i think right it ended up making
0: the netflix like top 10
1: like for a while yeah yeah but we're always at the curve
0: right we are there's like five things that like have shown up like that shouldn't show up like on any streamer like from um uh the 2000s like horror lists from last year like just recent stuff like in october november december that like it's like oh now you're going to put this up like weird shit shouldn't now like, that's fine
1: they got my money so <laughs>
0: um yeah the abandon was really good um maybe my my brain is addled with saw um right now but um some of the interior stuff was a little saw-esque at times um which I'm not a big fan of, like, some of that look, like, with, like, the lighting and stuff like that. But um, yeah. I really like the outdoors stuff
1: and the way it's filmed, yeah. like, a lot. Um, I wonder sometimes if it's not because Juan and, like, in general, the people that film those movies might not be inspired by, like, the, especially, like, Korean cinema, um, mm. Japanese, like, horror that kind of takes place in those settings.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, but it's yeah, I guess I guess we'll talk about that probably like in a couple of weeks with Saul. But i um, like it it, it those, those the looks of those things like it's almost like you can't do them well enough for me. Like it always looks a little bit like a haunted house type. Yeah, thing. true. Like I said, um, I yeah. agree. But, um, but other than that, like you you said it all, I mean, like it's a really it's it's a couple of like really good performances in it um it's really well directed, and I think it's an interesting story for like you know tracking down like a serial killer type thing, and
1: yeah, um you yeah know,
0: you know it is enjoyable really watch
1: that it, but it really is just like that last like set piece, I don't know there so you watched um the Chaser right? did I have you watch that?
0: no. The oh, one where the
1: guy who used to be a cop, but he's become a pimp and one of his prostitutes disappears and he realizes that he's lost like several prostitutes to the same number. And it's a guy who's like squatting in a house and murdering people. You never watch that?
0: No. This is an well, old, pres- old Korean movie?
1: Yeah, here's the oh. secret Fresh Five recommendation. Okay. Um, the Chaser is free somewhere because it always is and is an amazing serial killer horror movie. And very tense and very hard to watch, and will legit make you like sad for the characters. Um, heartbreaking, like a couple scenes in that movie, but just an, an amazing, amazing performances. Great direction, fucking horrifying, like killer. It's 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 a great movie, definitely worth watching.
0: You told me about this on like a Spin chagrin. It's free on Roku right now, but um, right now uh, Shutter has a um actually
1: yeah so if you have mm-hmm. time to watch the chaser and you have access to shutter like 100% yeah like that's the movie that you want to watch because that movie's fucking amazing i've i've watched that movie mm, four or five times maybe mm, okay i don't know it's one of those things where like every couple of years i'm like you know what i'm going to watch the chaser hmm. yeah sort I'll of like out, um huh? i saw the devil it's it's very similar to me Right. Not necessarily plot wise, but just in terms of like that visceral, like way it like grips you. Cause I, I love that movie. So,
0: yeah, I can't remember. I, there was something that was playing. I saw the devil sometime this past year, like on like a TV station type streaming thing. I can't remember what it was, huh. but, um, I, I, I called it, it, it might have even been Shudder. Who knows? I mean, like, you know, and like I saw they're playing and I just like turned it on and watched the second half of that movie, but, um, Um. Yeah. Like I saw the doubles really good. Um. So yeah, I'll check that out. So um, the other movie that wasn't in your top five um is Killer. Yeah, The Killer. Um.
1: David uh, Fincher. Yeah, Fincher.
0: Yes. Thank
1: you. Another um, another Netflix exclusive. Um, what could be a very like trite, like by the numbers. I don't know there's so many movies that have come out in the past couple of years that are very similar to this. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what's the one that I just watched? The one with, um, Hall and, uh, um, Chris Evans in it. I can't remember what it's called, but, um, not Hall. What's his name? See,
0: I'm trying to search it for you. You're fucking me up with wrong names. Uh, <laughs> Chris Evans. Chris Evans is in it. Oh, right, let's see here. It's not ghosted, is it?
1: No. So uh, no, that's that the, sounds awful. The Gray Man. Yeah, that's it. The Gray Man. Oh, that yeah. fucking action movie. Yeah,
0: it's Gosling and him. Yeah, Ryan Gosling.
1: Sorry. Yeah, I watched
0: I'm that sure. last year. I think you were away when I watched it. Um, so we never really talked about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I watched it in Thailand. But anyway, yeah. there's so many of these movies where there's like the guy who's the assassin and then Man. something goes awry. John Wick is another good example, although those movies are a little different and a lot more like over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what the killer is. Um, sure. You know, the what's his name? Um, Fastbender. Yeah. Fastbender is this like consummate professional um so the opening 20 minutes of this movie is i think one of the best things fincher's done yes in his like filmmaking career
0: yeah he has it it's like separating the chapters and yeah that whole paris um sequence um yeah. is, him, is is one of the best openings like in film that i've seen in a long time
1: him kind of like doing this zen like internal monologue to focus himself while he waits to assassinate a person um for being something that basically takes place in one one setting with one actor who's not really doing anything it's really captivating Mm -hmm. and compelling and really makes you want to watch the rest of the movie to see what happens
0: yeah
1: um i think at a couple times it kind of devolves into that Again, like Gray Man, Born Supremacy, John Wick, you know, maybe even like Eastern Promises is another good like comp to it. Hand to hand combat shit that I think is kind of boring a lot of times. Sure. Ultimately, unless it's done like really well, um, but there is a scene with uh, Tilda Swinton when he's seeking revenge for something something happens to him and he needs to seek revenge because he fucks up the um, fucks up the assassination. The guy lives and Tilda Swinton is one of the people that's sent to basically like kill him. Although she doesn't succeed mm-hmm. and they have this conversation at dinner, like this fancy restaurant where she's having dinner and she knows she's going to die mm-hmm. and he knows he's going to kill her. And it's like, it's ama- an amazing like just 15 minute dialogue between two really talented actors Um, and Fincher captures it perfectly and juxtaposed with another scene in the beginning of the movie when he's kind of using torture um, on people to get information, which is the complete opposite where he's not restrained. It's, it's gory. You know, he's, it's very sudden how he like kills people, you know, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, really great performance by by Fassbender. Um, I think really tight and controlled direction by Fincher. Um, and all the supporting work is really great in it too. Um, and one of the best anticlimactic climaxes I think yeah. ever in a movie yeah. where you're like waiting for for the thing to happen, like you like you feel like this, like it's like, it's going to burst like this tension and then it's just like done. And it's, it's so well done. honestly.
0: Yeah. 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 It's a movie that, um, again, like I, I think in at times, like there's a couple, there's like maybe like one of the, cause it's very vignette, vignette, like in the sense that like everything's like kind of like a different location. Um, and it's like six different, like, kind of like sequences, like in the yep. movie. And I think you could like cut one of them, honestly. Yeah, right. right. And I think it's the Florida one. Like, which no, 100%. Is... Yeah. yeah. The, it, the,
1: that's the one that just devolves <laughs> the most into the born supremacy shit. Sure. Where it's like two, I don't know, gladiators like yeah. fighting each other. It, it just becomes kind of boring. Right. Because you've seen it like so many so many times in so many movies. And because everything else is so like honestly nuanced and interesting that it Mm -hmm. because it devolves into this straight fighting scene. I mean the most interesting part of it is him like sneaking into the house and dealing with the dog, really. Right. Right. Um, I'm glad he didn't kill the dog, too. That's the thing I was... Yeah, right.
0: The, uh, the music in this is, like, really well, like, really suits the movie, I think, a lot of times, too, and the character. Um, so, let me...
1: I agree, mm-hmm. but let me give you a counterpoint to that. Okay. You start the entire movie with nothing but Smith songs, mm-hmm. and then they never go back to it after a certain point. Like, I just... Just
0: the very, very end, right? yeah yeah
1: but it's supposed to be like his calming thing, like the right. thing that he uses to focus, yeah I also
0: that use of that poor said song when he goes back to his uh bungalow like hideout or whatever, um is fucking amazing
1: too, like when he goes into like the empty house, yeah, to me, it just felt like a cheap pop because I'm such a mark for the Smiths, so. Yeah. You think
0: you, you um, think Venture is trying to pop you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it worked. Right. I also felt like they didn't ever let they never let any of um and maybe it was on purpose, but they never let any of those songs really build to their like their best points. So it just kind of felt like teases all over the place. Yeah, but yeah. He did um. He did pop me. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh... Uh, yeah, it was a good movie. Like, I, I think, like, uh, the I think some of the voiceover stuff, like, and maybe and it really is that Florida sequence where it's like, okay, like, you know, come on, like, um, some of the voiceover stuff, like, kind of like, uh, War out's welcome. I think, um, it's kind of why you don't really do like voiceover work a lot in movies, I think, and I think it, you can see it in this movie, but, um, but yeah, that that. Yeah, Tilda, Tilda Swinton scene is fucking amazing. Like, it
1: is, it is fantastic. She's such a good actress.
0: Yes, yes.
1: The problem um, with the voiceover is that it's absolutely perfect in those first twenty-five minutes. Yes, yep. But once you've done that, how do you stop doing it? Yeah, right. It's true. Like, how do you go from a movie that's internal monologue, right, and and stop never? The yeah, right. I mean, I think you're just like fucked at that point. The only thing maybe is if. And it would change the character completely like he's like recording his thoughts or something for some reason right um but yeah i mean it's worth it for those first like 20 some minutes uh, that's fantastic yeah. in that movie
0: agreed I and, and um, i think yeah that whole sequence is at add, it's added to by the voiceover but i think the for longer the voiceover goes on the internal monologue goes on i think the it, it loses its luster kind of just like becomes this contrivance at that point like towards yeah. the end
1: yeah. i was actually really blown away by that too because it felt like such a throwback to something you'd see in like the 70s like sure. for for a director to have that much confidence not only in his his ability and the writing but also in the actor to deliver it mm-hmm. is like i mean pincher like we we've given Fincher a lot of shit and he's definitely had some missteps but you know it just goes to show that at his heart he still is like a really um uh really really talented director and absolutely like, always excited to watch the shit that he does so
0: yeah um i just wish he would do a third season of mind hunter but um yeah, fucker, uh what's his name i can't remember the guy that's playing um fritz von eric um that was this one of the detectives said that like fincher is still like saying that like he might bring it back at some point but who knows
1: What's up with um the fourth season of True De- or True Detective? Is that what it's called?
0: Yeah, it starts uh next week, I think.
1: Is it Jodie Foster? Is that right?
0: It is, yeah. Um, set in Alaska, and it's getting like really like the first so many episodes again, like extremely positive reviews.
1: Yeah, I'm looking people, forward to that.
0: People are saying it's like more like a throwback to the first season a little bit.
1: Yeah, I loved that first season, and then I found the second season just kind of baffling, and I yeah. never went to watch the third season. So
0: yeah. The- yeah, we don't, we don't need to talk about it now. But yeah, the second season, like I, I defend it a little bit more than most, but it's like not great or anything. It's just like okay with some good stuff in it. Um, third season is really good until like the end, and kind of like it just like kind of like sputters out. Um, at the very end, um, which is unfortunate, but um, really good performance there in that third season. Um, by a couple different actors, but. Um. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more like what's that book that I always talk about that I read, Chiefs. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be more a little bit more like that, and it kind of is at times where like you know, like it's like takes place through multiple decades and stuff. But um, kind of like the first season does, but it's even like a longer time period. But didn't quite pan out to to the end. But um, I think it's worth watching, but just not like as great as that. That first season is hard to beat. It's one of the greatest seasons of television that's ever existed. So.
1: Is that Elroy is Chiefs? Is that right?
0: No, what who is? Uh nah, it's just like some kind yeah. of like he's well known. Um uh, Westlake? Stuart Woods. Mm. It's not a guy that you ever expect. Um but I think I've read a Stuart Woods
1: book for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Did
0: I ever have you read Chiefs? Or I just no, read but I think yeah.
1: some lady told me I should read some Stuart Wood's book. You, you, mm. we, we talked at length about Chiefs because you yeah. were super, yeah. super into it, and we went out to get coffee one night, and you,
0: yeah. Um.
1: So forty-five minutes in, you want to start the fresh, fresh? fresh, <laughs> I, fresh I
0: mean, we. we uh, why don't you tell me you want to start? Um, yeah, no, all no, right. No, no, right. No number five on your list is 2023's When Evil Lurks. It is directed by Damien Rugna and stars Ezekiel Rodriguez and Damien Solomon. It has a ninety-eight percent from critics and an eighty-one percent from audiences. You want to tell us a little bit about this and why I made the list.
1: So this movie really impressed me because um I think I think you can get kind of burned out on several genres over the past like decade of our film watching lives so zombie movies possession movies and post-apocalyptic movies i think all of those a lot of times feel like done to death when you see new iterations of them so when you see a movie that takes all three of those things and kind of brings them together and does it in a way that um in my opinion really like caught me off guard several times with like just like the abject, like, brutality sometimes is happening on the screen in front of you out of mm-hmm. nowhere. um, And it's kind of compelling in the way that it's sort of telling the story. So, I don't know that I 100% understood what the entire, like, mythology of the world is, but the, basically the world has kind of gone sour. And demons can infect humans and then infection can be transmitted through animals mm-hmm. and basically it's almost like a lovecraftian slash um warhammer-esque like these unclean beings kind of exist and you have to be really careful with them because they can almost like a pustule like explode and mm-hmm. spread this infection so these two brothers, who are just kind of, um, I don't know, kind of like sharecroppers almost on this like rich man's land, find out that there's uh, just one of these unclean beings on their property. Um, and they bring it to the attention of the landowner, and the three of them make the unwise decision. Um, instead of contacting the authorities to have the creature taken care of the quote-unquote correct way, they just decide to take him away. And kind of dump them dump on the side of the road, which leads to, like, this infection spreading all over the place. Um, I think you, the character of the, the older brother, um, you grow with him a lot. And he kind of goes from being almost like a non-enemy, which is kind of how they start the movie with him, where there's not really much to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, to being, like, a really compelling character and a really sad and tragic character. Um, and there's a lot of tragedy in this movie, both with the two brothers their their mother, um the older brother's children, um this woman that the younger brother used to have like a relationship with that became a almost like a modern day like exorcist, like traveling exorcist kind of mm-hmm. um, I love the way that the movie doesn't shy away from. This is going to sound shitty, but doing terrible things to children, like, or just killing someone out of nowhere. Um, And I think it does that to great effect several times throughout the movie. Um, And just, like, it's so rare to see a movie that can create, like, like, from whole cloth, like, an entire, like, world and mythology of that world and tell you about it without like beating you over the head with it right like we just talked on the spin chagrin um about uh rebel moon the mm. um whatever that asshole's name Zack snyder yeah. yeah Zack snyder movie that's like whatever his magnum opus star wars-esque movie and that's one of those things like where like they're just like telling you things all the time and I love directors that don't feel like they need to spell everything out for you. Things can just happen. And through dialogue and natural progression of the film, you can sort of come to learn like what you need to know about that world in order to understand it. And there's a mystery to it. still that doesn't like, so you're left like kind of like unknowing. So they could set another movie in this universe and I'd be perfectly fine with it. Mm -hmm. Like I'd be okay with like seeing another thing that happens maybe in a different part of the world or maybe in whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's still as interesting stories to be told here. And I think that's because there's still some mystery to like, what's, what's happening, but yeah, I mean, I thought, um, I think there's enough things in this movie that you should be surprised by, um, that I don't want to like really reveal a whole lot, but there's definitely some, some brutal shit in it that comes out of nowhere. There's some really sad and kind of heartbreaking stuff that happens. Um, it definitely feels unfair i think but in a way that's really effective in horror movies so if you can't take a unhappy ending you probably shouldn't watch it um like if you're like i know some people don't like movies that have ambiguous or even like whatever like dour endings and this is definitely one of those movies but yeah i'm know I just, I'm really impressed by the visual um aesthetic of everything Um, I thought it was a unique take on, like I said, like post apocalypse, demon possession, end of the world, zombie, whatever. Like I think all of those things were represented well and had kind of unique takes on them.
0: Um, and I definitely would
1: love to see more from um this is a duo of directors, right? Or is it just one person? No, it's just
0: one director. Um there's like
1: all all the like half the movies on this list are directed by two people. So
0: Right. Um no, this is the guy, I don't know if you've seen it. Um there is a movie that it's always up somewhere. I think it's on Netflix maybe or something like that called Terrified.
1: Oh, I love Terrified.
0: Yeah, he he he's the one that directed Terrified yeah. as well.
1: I think that that's another movie that I think is kind of like unfairly maligned. I've I've read people say like bad things about it. Some of the visual effects in Terrified and some of the, like the way that he films. Have you seen have you watched Terrified?
0: Um no, I don't believe so. I so, don't like the cover of it. And yeah, it's, it, it turns it's me in. off.
1: So there's the street where the dead are coming back and it just kind of happens and nobody knows why, but it's because there's like a rift between worlds mm. and there's a scene where this boy has died, but he's come back and is at the kitchen table and he's just like a rotting corpse kind of.
0: Oh, you but know what? Still... I did watch this movie. You made me watch it. Yeah. Yeah
1: still like animated and it's like it's so there's a shot where they're like you're filming from the outside in so like you've got the sun behind you so the inside is dim and it's hard to see but you can kind of see like his body through the window and the way they film it man it's like it's just really fucking good so it's really well really well done yeah um but yeah I'm, I, I I I like terrified I forgot it was the same dude
0: yeah anyway um,
1: so when evil lurks
0: yeah good movie yeah, it was it was a good movie um the it, it's not giving too much away I think it's not even like a main part of the uh, part of the main plot the the scene that like is going to stick with me I think probably forever is with the like the goat. land the landowner and the goat and the wife yeah yep like, is probably, like, one of the better, brutal, I think, like, kind of intense, like, oh, horror scenes. Yeah. Like, that I've yeah. that I've seen in a long time.
1: So is in the trailer, so whatever. We can just talk about it. But yeah. she chunks the axe in the back of his head. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's so sudden. Yeah. And so non-telegraphed. And mm-hmm. fucking, like, yeah, man. It's... He he's got a real good feel for beats, you know, and like mm-hmm. how long to hold a shot and how long to let something like like that pregnant pause before like the actual action happens. He's really fucking good at that. So Yeah. 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 I I I really enjoyed it. It was um kind of caught me off guard. I think it was free on Amazon for like a couple like like several weeks before I actually said, All right, fine, I'm just gonna watch this movie. And then I was really
0: happy that I did. So. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was an enjoyable movie. It felt like in some ways like a, like a throwback to me. Like something like um just like this one of these like unique little movies from like the eighties, like that's like part like road trip with its own kind of mythology and stuff and like a phantasm sort of thing almost. Like um yeah.
1: yep.
0: and but I mean not like that exactly. But I mean it is it's but it's, it reminded me of stuff like that. Um yeah, unique and I um I, I enjoyed watching it. So Yeah, me too. All right. Um, number four on your list, huh? another movie I enjoyed, um, is 2022's significant other. It is directed by Dan Burke and Robert Olson. It stars Michael Monroe, Jake Lacey, and Matthew Yang King. It has a seventy percent from critics and a seventy one percent from audiences. So you want to tell us a little bit about this one then.
1: Um, so I'd categorize this as Cosmicar, maybe. Yeah. Um yeah, definitely. really small movie about a man and woman, um boyfriend and girlfriend I guess, um who you find out are kind of like a long-term couple it seems. Um they're on vacation together in the Pacific Northwest. Um they're camping. Um the man wants to propose to the woman. Um, but she freaks out when he does because of some like sort of un some trauma that happened in her childhood between her parents getting divorced is kind of like haunted her, even though they don't hundred percent like go into it. Um and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like there's some alien shit. Mm-hmm. Um it actually it it opens with the alien shit with a deer. Right. And they have this kind of like lurking presence in the background, but then they film the movie in a way where they introduce those things and you're sort of unclear so I don't know how to fucking it's I really, think that yeah. that I, I think that about forty five to fifty percent through this movie something happens that completely catches you off guard and it's really handled well and hidden well mm-hmm. and then the escalation <laughs> from there, and the idea of, and I hate fucking saying this because I feel like I sound like a broken record, but what makes someone, like, sentient? Like, what makes someone human? Like, what, you know, if you're, like, a collection of memories and thoughts of a person, are you that person or are you just, like, a simulacrum? Sure. Like, you know, are, I mean, it's really, it's it's a very clever, almost, um, sort of like in the same way that like Ex Machina is exploring like that idea of like AI and um the sentience of machines It's it's kind of the same thing but in an organic sense of like if you yeah. can think and reason and feel doesn't that make you human even if you didn't start with like whatever the genetics or biology or Machinery of, like, the human, you know, the human form. Yeah. Um, Gets
0: a little bit into that where I think Annihilation was going in some ways, but doesn't quite end up fully
1: going there. Well, Annihilation is more meditative, I think, than this movie. Where this movie is more personal. Yeah. Um, And Annihilation is more quietly sad, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, Annihilation to me is like the... The dying embers of a thing where this is just like the beginning like spark of a thing or right. something else. right you could almost even like argue in a lot of ways that thematically this is almost like a prequel in terms of like the ideas of annihilation right. Um, in a lot of ways yeah um really great performances in this movie beautifully filmed um they really take advantage of like that northwestern woods and um like beachscape and the ocean um it keeps you guessing it's got a really good dark sense of humor to it at times that kind of comes out of nowhere and um and i think it also one of the things it does really well is that it really builds a believable romantic relationship between two adults that is flawed mm-hmm. but not like easily explained or whatever like there's real chemistry both positive and negative between the two principles in this movie and it's handled really well and they do a good job of building it to a certain point and then kind of breaking it down and then like i said like sort of like twisting it around a little bit and mm-hmm. i don't want to yeah yeah but you don't want to
0: really... yeah you don't give that one away it's a good one
1: really good heartbreaking when he proposes and she says no i, yes. I like yeah catching you yeah. off guard you like you really feel for that dude um yeah yeah but I also like I also like so again it's cosmic car and there's like alien presence I guess is the best way to say it that's in it and I really enjoy the aesthetic of the alien presence like I think that that can make or break a movie um we we've talked about this before I don't know I can't remember what podcast it was on maybe it was on a fresh five but the void which is like always free somewhere too um that movie does one of the best jobs of like capturing an alien presence mm-hmm. um making it somewhat obscure but not completely hidden and just really um i don't know really great job in this movie like kind of building to that um And then the end, I think, is just a fantastic fantastic ending. Like, that crescendo of the movie, the end of it is really, really well done. And again, another ending that, you know, is open-ended. And I don't know what other tales you tell in this world, but it definitely, like, creates a world that you could tell more stories in. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, fucking (laughs) uh, hitting you with uh, the space oddity at the end oh right
0: yeah Yeah. I i i i'll remember this movie most because of that kind of twist that we keep talking around um because things can get me in scenes a lot of times um i mean like lots of movies can like what we just talked about like um like the last movie like did it in the scenes, like where I could be surprised and not expect something. It's rare when a story is being told, and I don't see something coming like 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 that did to me um like that I was not expecting like whatsoever um in like the middle of this movie, and yeah. um and it got me good, so like that's that's what I'll take away from this is like how like kind of like shocked and surprised I was like uh, like what big what the fuck like and and how well it was handled. It wasn't it was it was very cleverly done. So um yeah, this is a solid movie. It's not very long, I don't think. I can't remember, like maybe like ninety-five minutes or something like that. Um no, it's 84 minutes, maybe that's why I liked it so much. But um, no, I um I thought it was really two really good principles. Like you said, it's a really realistic relationship, I think. Um they do a great job um in the kind of multiple different like, you know, modes they have to operate in as actors so um yeah definitely an enjoyable watch and um um a lot of good stuff going on like thematically I think too in a lot of ways um that you kind of touched on at the beginning of your discussion so um yeah I I really enjoyed this a lot um like a lot like I thought this was really good and I'm not really a huge fan of sci-fi horror so
1: yeah yeah um Yeah I, I I'm I'm hit or miss with it. You know yeah, like yeah. sometimes and the crazy thing is some of my favorite horror movies are sci fi horrors, but sure. sometimes those movies are lame as shit. So Right. Right. But we watched um in the podcast last year, you know, we used Splinter and Splice and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely had some uh some good sci fi horror. Sure. Yeah
0: um yeah i really like splinter a lot um all right uh number, number three, three on you is uh 2023 skin of my mother uh you almost got me frank jesus um
1: what did that what was i calling it
0: Uh, mother, mom. mother, my mother's skin or something like that.
1: Something, I don't
0: know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I think that's what you were saying, right? Uh, is it, skin it, in my it mother? Is, it
1: isn't. No, it is in my mother's skin. See, I fucked you up by saying it wrong. Did so, you? And right? I, I
0: typed it wrong. in my mother's skin. See, yep, yeah, you did. You made me type it wrong because you were saying that in my mother's skin. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh this is like the 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 most recent addition to the podcast, like. Two minutes before we started um I it is directed it yesterday. Uh, uh, me too uh directed by kenneth uh, dagatan and it is uh stars beauty gonzalez felicity kyle and napoli and jasmine curtis smith it has 86 percent from critics and a 57 percent from audiences so you want to tell us a little bit about this one and are you, are you really that surprised um uh tell us a little bit about this one and why it made the list
1: uh, so, in the waning days of World War II, um, Japanese occupation of the Philippines, there's this rich family um, that's trying to kind of escape the horrors of war. Um, so, the father sets out uh, to seek aid from Americans. Um, it's rumored that he stole gold from the Japanese and it's buried on their, like, um, plantation, I guess is what I would call it. Um it's a folk horror movie. Um, the, I think there's a lot of parable here to maybe the Japanese occupation and what became of, like, the Philippine people for a while afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really know enough about that, I don't think, to, like, right. um, speak accurately on it. So, to me, like, the best comparison to this movie is Pan's Labyrinth. I think there's like tonally, um, and the idea of it just being like, uh, a dark fairy tale. Um, I think it's, it's very similar in that respect. Um, it basically centers around this young girl, um, Tala, uh, who is afraid for her family, wants to help her family, um, and finds this fairy in the woods who kind of offers her, um, um. Food and protection, you know. Um, and it turns out that the fairy is a cannibal, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, at least like a malignant force that kind of feasts on, um, the flesh of like humans. And this girl's continuous, like, bargains with this creature end up leading to increasingly terrible things happening to her family. Um, and then ultimately ends in, like, absolutely like, tragedy for, like, everybody in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, beautifully filmed, um, you know, set in the, it was filmed in the Philippines and set on location there. And um, just the jungle and the setting itself is all gorgeous. Um, as well as the kind of, like, manicured interior of the the mansion with, mm-hmm. like, its sleek floors and, you know, perfectly like whatever like cut curtains and windows and everything and then the horror of like the devolution of her mother into this feral like beast um that ends up devouring like other people and um i i, I love the way that the kind of like the monstrosity of the mother is portrayed there right yeah i think that stuff is really well done yep. um i love the look of the fairy yeah and at the end you realize that so to me again I think there's pair I I think this is like um more like myth and supposed to be like the skewed perspective and imagination of this child that's gone through the horrors of war kind of um in terms of like her family being killed and sort of being left alone and having to forage your way in the dark with just like a light, like a small light to guide her. Um, I think that's all this director, like kind of telling the story of the the Filipino people, like post-World War II in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, and again, I don't know enough about it to really speak directly to that or like knowledgeably, but I that, that's kind of the feeling that I get from it. Um, because the fairy is an amalgamation of like these the statuary and like the garden of their mansion and then a doll of like the virgin mary with like the halo around her head Um, and the fact that it's like continuously growing like less trustworthy and causing like more mischief and more like trauma to her family um I think it also made me a representation of, like, greed um, and just how fractured people become, like, because of the horrors of war. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a really beautiful movie, um, really well filmed. I thought the performance of the two child actors, both the girl that plays Tala and her brother, Mm -hmm. um, Biani, I thought were really... Really strong, like really powerful performances by a couple of um, like really young actors. I mean, she's probably what, like what, 10 years old, maybe 11 or something, and the boy is like seven or eight, I think. And right. maybe the actors themselves are older than that, sure, they usually
0: are, right? But,
1: um, and seriously, like the woman that plays the mother, um, what is it, Beauty something? Gonzalez? Yeah. yeah, Beauty Gonzalez, the way she like contorts her body and moves, yeah. it is. One of the things I liked about um, 28 Days Later, and I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but they hired, like, contortionists to play the zombies, and so when they were running across the field, popping their shoulder... Oh, no, that's 28 Weeks Later. Like, popping their shoulders and the way they move their heads, and it just makes it so alien and unhuman that it's, like, it's really effective. Um, Or, like, the the way that... um, What's his name? Um, Kurosawa films, Koshi Kurosawa films. Um, Impulse, right? Like the woman, like oh, right. yep. across the room, mm-hmm. yep. Like that alien movement that's yeah. like recognizable as human, but not quite. And I think that the way that the actress, the the Beauty Gonzalez, portrays the mother, um, really reminiscent of that. Like it's it's sudden, and then it just stops, and it's like. It's, subtle like twists of her head or like cock of her shoulders or the way that she like almost like pushes her back down into the ground and like arches her ass up in the air right like a friggin' like like wolf like devouring its prey i mean it's it's really feral and it's recognizably human but then like monstrous at the same time and it's it's just really well done um so yeah so i was really impressed um with the beauty of the movie i thought the story was really interesting again i'm a sucker for those like dark fairy tale type things and i think it's a really great telling um i just wish that i had more knowledge about like that time period and and the history of the philippines and kind of i mean i've seen um i've seen a few movies that sort of take place in that era um, but i don't know enough about it to really speak to it with any measure of like authority but i i think that that's that's what it's a parable of is like the horrors of war and what those people had to endure during the occupation so yeah
0: i i i didn't i don't know much about any of that and i can certainly see it given the some of the references and the subject matter um i mean just watching it i'm not as big a fan as that like horror fairy tale stuff as you are but um I thought this was a really solid movie. I, I like it it kept my attention um all the way through. I thought that the fairy stuff and all the shit with the mother was really good and I just took it as like this, you know, girl who's put in this like really awful situation and with like very bleak outcomes and it just keeps getting bleaker and bleaker, which is something I kind of appreciate. Um, like in, in horror. And mm-hmm. Um, one cur- trying to correct something leads to worse results and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I just thought it was a really effective horror movie. Um, like kind of like with a possession zombie type core to like the whole like fairy concept. And yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I don't really have any complaints. I don't have any. Um, like I I like the interiors in this movie. Um,
1: yeah, it so looks beautiful inside. Yeah, yeah. I think all, all all natural light, if I'm not mistaken. Um, um it, it look it's very Barry Lyndon esque in the sense that I don't think there's any like artificial lighting of this movie. I think it's, it's all candlelight or sunlight.
0: I that wouldn't surprise me. Um, given the look of it. So uh, let me tell
1: you my okay. my theory about this movie. Okay, I think that her whole family is killed during the war. Mm. Um, and I think it's her rationalizing it through some supernatural outside influence rather than just random violence happening. Gotcha. And I think that's the ending with her, like, having to find her way, is almost the acceptance that they're gone, you know, and that there's Mm -hmm. nothing she can do about it, and that it isn't some supernatural force that did it, that it's just life. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, because, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he leaves to...
1: Because if you think about it, the de- none of the death of her family happens when she's present. It's always off screen.
0: It it is, and it's like, and it's pretty normal stuff, right? Like the father, like leaves, right? Like you know, to I, I can't remember. Like, I do you do you are you clear on like why he leaves? Like, yeah, what the real reason is behind like why he leaves?
1: Yeah, because he wants to get his family. They're rich but their money can't do anything for them because they don't have any way to get out of where, where they are because the Japanese forces are still like occupying the area. So the dude that is in their house in the beginning is this almost like, I don't know what you call him, like bandit kind of that has made friends with the Japanese and is kind of using that influence to come in their house and eat their food and be present. And so the father is leaving because he wants to go get the Americans to sort of save them.
0: Gotcha. But, I mean, it's because of the gold, right? The, the
1: gold you... is what they're going to use to bribe the people to help them.
0: Right, right. So he's yeah, going okay. to
1: find help with the lure of the gold to come back. But then yeah, when okay. he brings a person back with him, who's a Filipino, you know, right. that guy murders him as soon as yeah, he has a chance right. to save the gold.
0: And the mother is tuberculosis. I'm assuming probably is what she's sure something. Some something kind of like racist. yeah. Um. So the yeah, that that makes sense. The... I suppose. Yeah. And then yeah, another right. Um. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, makes yeah. sense.
1: I have um. I have a friend at work who's Filipino. Maybe I'll ask them if they know enough yeah. about the street to kind of comment on it.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't think I have enough, like, knowledge of, or, I don't know, I'd have to watch it again and, like, look, like, for the subtle cues, but the, yeah, what you're saying makes sense, that it's a rationalization, I mean, sure. Um, I think it works just as well if it is, like, supernatural, though, without any of that. Yeah. That's that's just how I watched it. I I didn't really give it Oh much yeah problem. yeah.
1: That's so that's why I love Pan's Labyrinth because and I know more about that. Mhm. So that again I think that's why like that was the first thing that yeah. kind of popped into in my head. You know, in terms of like the um the Spanish Civil War and like mm-hmm. the reign terror of Franco. Um that's definitely a parable for that and Sure. Um All the things that are happening are... I mean, those are the best movies, right? Like, the ones where the ghost can be a ghost or the ghost can be a symbol. Mm -hmm. And you can watch it both ways and enjoy it both ways and it makes sense both ways without bashing you over the head, you know, with, ah, this is what I'm talking about. This is the symbolism here. Look how clever we are.
0: Sure. Um. I mean, the devil's backbone kind of operates on a level like that as well, right? I mean,
1: yeah, exactly. Same yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. I mean. Yeah. I. I just thought it was a solid movie. Um. I don't have a lot to say, but yeah, I thought it was really like, well filmed, and um, I looked into the guy a little bit while you were talking, and um. He's mainly written so far. This looks like a directorial maybe debut, except for some shorts and stuff like that. Um maybe? Well. Yeah, he directed like Oh, sorry, there's a movie called Ma. Oh
1: that
0: he directed. Hmm. That's a um, feature.
1: What is it? MA?
0: MA, yeah. Huh. Um, but it's it's only an hour and twelve minutes. I don't know if it even made its way over here, you know. Um who knows? I'd have to look into it more, but yeah, I I thought that was, I thought it was a short at first, but no, it is a feature technically, um, but yeah, definitely something, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of talent here, so definitely something I would watch, um, something else is. All right. Um. So number two on your list is 2022's Talk to Me. It is directed by Danny and Michael Philippu. It stars Sophie Wilde, Alexandra Jensen, Joe Bird, and Miranda Otto. It has 94% from critics, 82% from audiences. So you want to tell us about this one and why I made the list?
1: Yeah. So two and one are basically 1A and 1B to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and are both fucking, in my opinion, like must. Must watch movies and both just amazing. Yeah. Um, Talk to me is a supernatural thriller, I guess. Sure. Um, it's a movie about loss and about grief and about um, like longing to fit in with a, like a social group. Um, so basically, and again, this is one of those movies that creates. An entire other world that's kind of like parallel to ours without telling you all these things. What, what what was that fucking movie we watched with the I think we both watched it? We, we we both liked it. It was on Hulu last year. It was um the creature inside the tablet that like you would summon by doing a thing and it made people like Cut themselves and attack their parents. Do you remember that movie? I, anyway. Oh, okay.
0: You know, you remember what I'm
1: talking about it's like an Indian girl and her younger brother, and the parents want to take away their tablets, and everybody's like overreacting. But it turns out that uh, it's because this woman like locked her kid in, and beats up her kid. I don't know. It was an okay. It had, some, it had some good stuff in it. It was like a, I don't know. The creature in it was this like hook nose, like big eyed thing.
0: Yeah. Did that make kind your like, fresh five
1: back? It might have.
0: I think it did. So, um, anyway, I'll look. So, it let's,
1: up I'm using this as the example because there's so much world building in that movie. Whereas in Talk to Me, like things happen and there's not a lot of premise for why it's happening. Right. So, the cent- the centerpiece of the movie is that there's, this game that these kids play, where you get this embalmed, embalmed hand that has symbols drawn on it, and you put your hand in it and you say "talk to me," and then you're connected with the dead. Basically, it's like a séance. Right. Um. But it's the thing where people like film it for TikTok, and you can only stand her for a certain amount of time, or else you run the risk of the dead, like kind of taking you over. Um. So the main character is a young girl who's lost her mother. She spends a lot of time with her friends, family, um, younger brother, mother, uh, because that's kind of become her surrogate family because her she's disconnected from her father since her mother's death. Um, And they played this game. And she she invites this thing in. And again, it's like the first five is so hard to do because we don't really want to like over talk a movie because it sort of takes the freshness out of out of them right um but pretty early on there's some clues that maybe she went too far when she played the game and was possessed Mm -hmm. um and you have questions throughout the entire movie about whether or not what's happening is because of subsequent events because there's another seance that goes horribly wrong um shortly after that that then causes things to happen but it's also really strongly implied that it was her staying under for so long um, because she's trying to fit in and trying to be popular that is actually the thing that really um, you know caused like these the the escalation and the terrible events to happen. So right um, I'm very i'm I'm a sucker for ghost movies, but I'm also really critical of ghost movies. And I think that's one of the things that um, we've talked about a lot, like on the podcast, especially what I call like fat ghosts. You know, like Mm -hmm. I hate like the insidious ghost that just looks like somebody at the fucking, I don't know, haunted hayride or whatever. Like it just looks like a person uh, in a costume. And one of the things I love about this movie is they don't linger on anything long enough for you to get that feeling, but everything has like a very unnerving supernatural element to it and it really sticks with you and it's even more so because they do such a great job of building these characters and getting you invested in, in her especially but also you know the the family that she's with and everything about like the situation just it, it feels like real and it feels lived in And when the terrible stuff starts happening, um, it really is like horrifying to watch. And I think that I think it's an amazing idea. I think the fact that they, you know, you you start off with the scene in the party with like the unrelated people and then you go to the kids and then they have the thing with the hand and then you come back to connect to the characters from the, the first like segment of the movie and the whole time getting these clues that everything is, even though she thinks that she's solving the problem, that everything is focused around her to the point where the end of the movie I think is the the confirmation of that fact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just really, really well filmed, beautifully shot, um, really well acted, and an incredibly clever premise, I think. Um, just in terms of a really fresh take on uh like the idea of like possession or like Ouija or or something like that and I really like that Mike Flanagan Ouija movie but to me like this is right a few steps beyond in terms of like what it does and how it does it oh without
0: a doubt um I love this movie. Uh, I think it's one of the best horror movies that I've seen in the past couple of years. Honestly, like it's a really, it's a really small movie. Um, I was, it took me about, with some of the partying and stuff, it took me about four minutes or so, I would say, and I was like, okay, like my old man shit. It's like fucking youth or whatever and like something something with the with the two main characters like grabs me in about 4 minutes in and it didn't let go the rest of the movie um like i was like my eyes were on the screen like i wasn't looking at my phone like nothing like i mean i i was really taken in by this movie i was taken in by the characters i was taken in by the performances i didn't know what was going on um and it kept me guessing like throughout a lot of it like you know um of whether I absolutely knew what was going on or whether I didn't and it was an ending that like really um was really effective and took me by surprise a little bit like yeah. um uh. in the end and I I couldn't ask for anything more in terms of like this kind of um because it's a very small movie it's not like you know I mean it's like what really like four characters when it comes down to it five sure. characters five I mean characters. Yeah. But yeah, and like some of the, like some of the there's some really brutal shit in this movie too. I mean, oh my god, like really. And brutal. again, like
1: violence towards children, which they do yeah. not flinch away from. And they do
0: not, and self harm. Like that's uh, yeah. probably a trigger warning. It's like you know, there's there's a lot of self harm in this. I mean,
1: yeah, the oh. there's a couple scenes with the younger brother midway through the movie that are inc- yeah. incredibly difficult to watch. Yes, Um yes. But yeah, it's just again, it feels it's 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 a lived in world and it feels real. Mm-hmm. And they do a great job of like building relationships between those characters that make you care about what's happening. And I, I I really think that the last like five minutes of this movie are not even five minutes, like three minutes of this movie. Um, just really bold and yeah, I don't know, like chilling and thought provoking. It's 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 an incredibly strong um effort by all parts. So, yeah, and just further proof that you know horror is a a burgeoning genre where people can really invest ideas and create these things that you know are greater than the, some that I, I I think thirty years ago we never would have thought that horror could be as good as this, but you know, really true like cinematic like important cinematic works, I think, and yeah. And again, this is like one B to me, and only because like I really love the next movie so much, um, just in terms of its presentation and everything. But we'll talk about that. But yeah, talk talk to me is great. Yes, absolutely, great anywhere, absolutely. Right? Watch.
0: Um, no, I end up having to uh, run it. Um, yeah, it's pretty cheap now.
1: I think. Though. I think it's like a, a two ninety nine movie. Now. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's not that. It's like yeah, it's like oh, actually. It's four ninety nine right now. Like depending, so yeah. But I mean... wait.
1: So I think I I think if you wait a little bit, it's just it'll be on whatever Paramount Plus or whatever A twenty four is now. So.
0: Oh right, yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, I was trying to find this. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, nah, there's no release date on it, but they're saying like you know, like you're saying, likely Paramount Plus. So, um. But no official release for it. Uh, real quick, just to follow up, Frank, um, come play. That's not the movie you were thinking of, is it? What is that? You were talking about a movie with like smartphones and tablets and stuff like that.
1: No, it's something terrible. It's like Mr. Skizzard Beak or something.
0: What <laughs> was it again?
1: I, I Sk- just made it. Beak, <laughs> <Skizzardbeak>, yeah. <laughs>
0: Come play, um, What it, is that? Is it is it like an autistic kid that's like using like smartphone and tablets to communicate with people and like he ends up like with like a friend and shit like that like in the tablet? No,
1: not not that one. That movie's all.
0: Um, are you thinking of Grim Cuddy? Then
1: that's a Grim Cuddy. Okay, all right. I just love Mister beak. but yeah, Grim Cuddy.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Grim Cuddy did not make a list, but we talked about it during um one of the episodes. I believe it was um the episode that featured probably dash cam butchers, Satan Slaves mm. Communion, Emily, the criminal and the wonder probably. Um, yeah, that,
1: that's a good list.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Number one on your list or one a is they clone Tyrone from 2023. It is directed by Jewel Taylor. It stars John Boyega, uh, Tiona, Tiona, harris and uh jimmy fox has 95 percent from critics and 100 percent from audiences which i don't Kiefer know sutherland too for sutherland and um david allen greer if you want to yeah. get technical um has 100 percent, which i don't know if we've ever had before on the podcast from audiences um so
1: it, it, it definitely deserves it
0: sure so um you want to tell us a little bit about this and why it tops the list
1: i had no idea anything about this movie and i think it released either when i was in thailand last time or shortly after i came back but um i saw it i was like i don't know what this is i just kind of ignored it um sitting on my couch this weekend and was like you know what i'm just gonna watch this movie because i have nothing else to watch holy shit man so number one Thank God Boyega has like moved away from the Star oh. Wars franchise and yes. is doing like actual movies mm-hmm. because this dude is an amazing actor, yeah. like just fantastic in this role. Um, he plays Fontaine, who's like a street level drug dealer, um, grifter, kind of local, like tough. Um, he's and, if, like, he enforces, like, his territory. I mean, whatever. It's just like any other fucking, like, movie you see about, like, dealing drugs in, in, in the city. Mm-hmm. So he runs a foul of another drug dealer who ends up murdering him, and he dies. And then the next morning, he wakes up with no memory of being dead, except that everybody else remembers that he was dead and is, like, freaked out that he's out walking around, Um, including Jamie Foxx, who plays, like, a throwback, Um, like hyper character pimp, right? Um, from like the Snoop Dogg, Doctor Dre era of like music videos or whatever, right? Including like he won the Players Ball in '95, and right, he's got a stable of prostitutes, one of whom is played by um, I can't remember the actress's name, the one that you said, Um, Paris, yeah, who has these aspirations that she's gonna get out of where they live and go to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um So where it starts like almost like a supernatural, like horror comedy kind of, especially with Fontaine coming back from the dead, it quickly turns into a science fiction crime caper along with references to Nancy Drew and, um, mm-hmm see their secret laboratories under like the houses in the neighborhoods and Mm -hmm. um, all these like ridiculous things that that they're kind of finding and like connecting together and the fried chicken and grape juice and everything is like tainted and it causes people to um, sort of like I don't know like subvert their personalities where they become like agreeable and um, amenable and whatever so a lot of great stuff happening like in the movie along with like the performances and the interaction between the three principals um, eventually they unravel like a larger conspiracy and there's um, a lot of stuff that happens including like some pretty cool plot plot reveals that happen later in the movie um, and it turns into a pretty fun like action set piece I think with some really good dialogue um, reminded me a little bit of The Matrix at points um, but with just like the best, I don't know, like I don't know how to say it. Like just the the way that it's written, it's so such a complete like work of fiction that blends together, and the dialogue is just snappy and quick and interesting, and it's it nothing overstays its welcome um it's got some really sad moments to it um and again like and we've talked about this like pretty much with every movie but like a really i think really cool twist i I got like three really cool twists in the last like 25 30 minutes of the movie Mm -hmm. um that sort of happened like one after another um to catch you off guard and uh um just really entertaining and again like boyega and fox and um damn i'm so Paris, yeah Um, the interplay between the three of them is just really fantastic and really well done and, um, great performances by all three. And then a really fun (laughs) coda too, um, Mm -hmm. that kind of gets you. And that's like, to me, like the third, like twist of the movie, um, which is really enjoyable as well. And in the world we live in where conspiracy theories are rampant, um, it's kind of fun to watch a movie where the conspiracy theories are like real sort of sure um, without it beating you over the head with like it's it's politics or we watched something recently that i felt did that way too much like i just i felt like it was constantly beating me with i don't know like this is what you should think or this is how you should feel about something and i i like movies that make a point without being too obvious or too like overbearing about the point they're trying to make so
0: yeah, well, I, I mean, these this are, this is, what does Aesop say? Like, you know, um kissing these little question marks. Like, this is more about question marks than it is about anything else to me. Like, it's asking questions rather than making definitive statements. Um, Because it is, like, partially a comedy, right? Like, and it's like, you know, I mean, Christ, the, the setup of the characters is a comedy, right? It's like, you know, like right. a drug dealer, a pimp, and a hooker, like, you know, walking to a bar or something. And... Like, but it's asking these questions of, like, you know, um. there's so many conspiracy theories, as you said, out there. And it's, like, we just came from, like, a time period, and, well, we're still dealing with it, right, like, in some ways. But it's, like, you know, COVID-19 conspiracies, you know, and it's, like, you know, but it's, like, you're you're dealing with a community that, you know, there's these conspiracies, like, and it's, like, where do you draw the line between the conspiracies that have kind of been, there's evidence that it's real, like, you know, I mean, like, like the vaccines, like you know, are whatever. Like doing whatever to fuck people. Want to argue that the COVID vaccines are doing to people versus the vaccines that were given to to Tuskegee Airmen and stuff like that, right? Like, I mean, like there's things that have affected the the Black community that like are real, like you know, I mean, and like to to have these kind of questions, like. Is not um, you know. There's evidence for some of these conspiracy theories that were actually proven to be true in some ways. And to me, this movie's like playing with that idea a lot of like what is true and what's not, mm-hmm. uh, what could yeah. be true. Um, and I I just find that really interesting. But it's not like making any definitive statements, necessarily. Like in the end, this conspiracy is actually much bigger than like you know they ever could imagine. I suppose. Right. Um and i think all that stuff's like really fascinating um in terms of like the the height rope that it's to some degree walking um in and still remains comedic and engaging and ultimately mysterious i think still in some ways um by the end of it um in terms of the feelings of the creators of this, I should say. Um, I don't feel like I know what they think. Um, necessarily. I think they made like this kind of provocative, uh, yet tongue in cheek movie. Um, that was, uh, told a really good story, but yeah. Um, So Yeg is fucking amazing in this. Um, Like out of this world like at times, like in some
1: of those scenes. I know I keep giving like comps to different movies. It reminded me of like I really enjoyed Us, but I thought Us was kind of fractured and a little bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. And to me this is like the perfection of what Us was trying to do. Um, Right. In terms of like the themes and kind of the world that it was trying to create um and it's because i don't think it's trying to be like overly dark and horrifying it's just telling a story right um i think it does a much better job of like creating that than us which you know where peel is trying to be like at times like super creepy and really like i need to watch that movie again man that that there's scenes in that movie that really stuck with me but um Mm-hmm. i think ultimately like flawed whereas i think this movie from start to finish is almost perfect yeah um Agreed. yeah Buiega, man like that dude such a waste in in those star wars movies and not because of anything that he did but just because they're they're such a mess right um right. and the funny thing is like they cloned Tyrone is more kind of what brought Boyega to the forefront anyway and, like, attacked the block and shit, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of what gained him the fame that got him the roles in Star Wars. Sure. And then they just squandered him. I mean, fucking. And um, damn, what is his name in, in Star Wars? Finn. Finn, um, yeah. Such a waste of a character, like, for especially the the second and third movie. Because they just don't yeah. know what they're doing, but like to sure. see him be able to come back out and have presence and like scripted you like I thought it was um I thought it was pretty great.
0: Right. I mean, and I'm glad he's come out and he's just been as critical of business Disney as he has um because he's been very critical of them um and rightfully so about like how they kind of marketed that character like based on race and then like did nothing with it. What like, you know, in the end, because, because they're, and I, I don't think it was purposeful to some degree, um, except for the marketing aspect, but it's like, because they're a fucking mess and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, like, I,
1: I, there's another movie he was in a couple of years ago called naked singularity that I've wanted to watch. Hmm. But it got really bad reviews, and I hate that fucking title. So I've just mm-hmm. never been able to put myself to watch right. it. Right. One um, thing I've
0: told you to watch before that I, th- when I was watching this I thought of, and it's hardly ever free anywhere, every once in a while. It's been on, a couple times it's been on Hulu, I think. But, um, is uh Sorry to Bother You Uh, from 2018. And yeah, it. it's, um... I've told you about it a few times. And um,
1: um, I go ahead and say, oh, this is proof. You don't pay attention to anything I say. For, for, for.
0: That really sticks with you, doesn't it? Um, I
1: mean, because it's true. Like, yeah, uh, right.
0: <laughs> no, this is the one that I told you about. It was directed, um, written, directed by Boots Riley from The Coup. Um, it's, oh, I do remember you telling me about it. Yeah, it's like that. Keith Sanfield, Tessa, you know, mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson and stuff like that. Um but it, it's it's it reminds me a little bit of like subtextually and even in some premise because there is some kind of sci fi elements like to to that in more minor ways. Um, I don't know if it's as good as this movie, but it's it's still a good movie, and um, it it that's like the closest thing I think spiritually that I can. What what was what were those episodes we used to do? where We would take two movies and compare them. Oh yeah, what was that? We haven't oh. done those in like 100 episodes or so. Um but yeah. Versus? Versus, yes, Versus. Yeah. yep. This would be that would be a good versus to this. Um yeah. I think like spiritually in terms of like uh like a like a comparison to me. Um but yeah, so the, the, if you if you like they clone Tyrone, that's something that's worth checking out when it's free. It's free on Roku right now, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a Roku?
1: No, I am have a, a fire, stick. fire
0: Stick. yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, yeah, they no, clone Tyrone... Where something's
1: sorry. free, fucking Roku's telling me, oh, it's free here. <laughs>
0: it's a Roku conspiracy. Um, it's because they're—I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I—I I think they're kind of like flailing, um, as a company. But um, they clone Tyrone is one of the best movies of the year. Like, absolutely. Like, um that i've seen like there's only yeah. a couple more like this year that i've seen that is this good so
1: agreed i really enjoyed it so yeah
0: all right um any final thoughts frank on the list? no i mean usually
1: there's definitely been times where i've struggled to get to five and we've done a fresh five and we had to push mm-hmm. it off a couple of times so it's it's really like i've read a lot of articles of people complaining about how dead the movie theater industry is and films are and i i mean i don't think that's true i think there's a lot of really great interesting stuff that's coming out you just kind of have to dig for it a little bit yeah um significant other i don't know just a saturday i'm sitting there i have nothing to do i'm flipping through and i'm like you know what fucking i'm gonna watch this movie and it ends up being like really great and same thing with they clone tyrone you know like something that i've passed flipped past a few times meh I'm just going to pass this up, and then finally I decided to watch it, and it's one of my favorite movies of the past couple of years so
0: yeah, i mean look it, i i I can understand people though right like there's too much out there it's just it's so much, and you like one of the reasons I don't listen to as much modern music um and it's been this way for fifteen years, well, one it's like moved away from albums and went to like singles primarily with less albums, but at the same time, I have to do i have to like dig forward. And it just—I so, just couldn't find that let me, time.
1: Yeah. Let me play armchair. Something.
0: Not okay. Quarterback, quarterback? quarterback. Running
1: back. Yeah. Eh, I'm more of like a tight, tight end. end. Um. <laughs> what the fuck we got? I'm 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 like a fullback. <laughs> um. Denner. Forever at least for the past like 20 plus years, we've been conditioned to look for temple movies and go to see those movies in the theater. Mm-hmm. And COVID kind of broke that, you know, like the ability to stream stuff immediately as soon as it comes out. I mean, that was like the nightmare of the movie theater industry for, for decades. The idea that like I could pay $20 and watch a feature length film within a day of it being released in a theater because they felt like that would break the movie theater industry. And they were right. Like, I think it has kind of broken it. And on one hand, I think it's sort of drained a lot of like the mystique and joy of going to the cinema, you know, like for me at least, and I'm a huge lover of like movies. Right. And I just, I don't care anymore about going to the movies and sitting in the theater and watching it with other people because I'm patient enough that I can wait and it's just more convenient for me to watch it at home and I think the Marvel movies I think the Star Wars movies I think all of these movies that are these huge event movies have kind of like drained the mystery out of that stuff like I remember we we went to see Infinity War my son and I fucking great experience, you know, mm-hmm. like, like the culmination of, of all these movies coming together. And it was such a great movie. And I see things like Thor, love and thunder and miss Marvel. And I guess miss Marvel was before infinity war, but like Thor, love and thunder. And even like the, like quantum manium, which I enjoyed. And I know a lot of people hate that movie.
0: Yeah. This which is weird to me. Cause yeah,
1: but yeah, I agree. I like it. I feel like all of those movies, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like, all awful. of them, it's just... It's too fucking much, right? And right. it's not even, like, ennui. It's just... I don't know. Like, I... I I think people focus on that and the fact that, like, those movies, like, kind of drain the life out of you. And then I gotta sit there and watch friggin' She-Hawk or Ahsoka or whatever, like... <laughs> on goddamn disney plus i don't want to do all that work you know i don't want to do all that work for that shit. so i understand like why people feel burned out on the mm-hmm. idea of movies because everyone thinks of like the big movies but there's so many small movies that are so great that you can just find and watch and
0: right and i get what you're saying but i, I it's not what i'm saying is like there's a there's that idea of choice overload right like where it's like i think people are frozen to watch a lot of things because there's too many things. There's too many streaming services. There's too many movies. Like everybody's buying up content. Like, you know, I mean, it's just like some of the movies we talked about tonight. Right. Like, um, like in my mother's skin or the skin of my mother or whatever. Like, it's like, um, that movie was like, you know, released. And then like Amazon prime, like was like, Oh, let's like, you know, throw some money to like, be able to distribute this. Um, like, they're just buying up content to, to fill, and there's so much out there that I think it's overwhelming to a lot of people to dig to find some of these movies, which is why I think The Fresh Five is a really good concept, because you're doing some of that work for them, but um, at the same time, it's like, you know, how many people are going to dig to find when evil lurks, you
1: know? Um, let me tell you something. If you ain't got it in you to watch 10 to 12 movies a week, what are you even doing? Like, you should be able to fit that in your schedule.
0: <laughs> that's really funny.
1: I, mean, um, I, I have watched since Monday, one, two, three, five movies since Monday, and I'll watch two or three tomorrow and another one or two on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's, I, I think that's reasonable, Right.
0: <laughs> right
1: who can't come home and watch a movie like what else are you doing you know it's only two hours of your life you gotta wind down anyway
0: I know other people have other hobbies man I'm like
1: you can um, do you can do them too
0: well right I mean you're always raw dog and everything you're like listening to music while you're fucking playing a video game and watching a movie all at the same time so um
1: or like painting or drawing, or sure, whatever, what right? I, what I've been doing recently is I've been getting up twenty minutes early so I can talk to my wife, and then play Nintendo for twenty minutes right. before I got to go to work. Right. I've been right. playing through um, NES games in the morning. Mm-hmm. Feels mm-hmm. good, man. You know, <laughs> and and
0: still in a movie at night, like or two, oh, or two, and and,
1: and YouTube. And drawing and painting.
0: Right. Yeah. And doing YouTube, like work. Right. Yeah. YouTube, yeah. um, YouTube ends up sucking time for me, I think.
1: You can do other things while you're watching YouTube. Why? I don't understand why people. Wait, should I watch, I watch
0: a fucking movie while I'm watching YouTube? Like, what are you trying? What are you trying to say?
1: No, you should watch YouTube while you're watching a movie. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Is I should watch
0: YouTube and a movie at the same time.
1: You got a phone, you got a TV. Hmm.
0: Just saying. Okay. Uh-huh. Um fucking like
1: also if you buy fucking, like you just need you
0: just need like fucking like connectors with like some kind of spikes on them so you can just like fucking jam it into your like fucking veins and and then the world be perfect then at that point.
1: Do I ever have to like do anything else ever again? Do I have to like leave my house?
0: <laughs> no, I think at that point no. Like
1: I was looking at applying for 90 day fiance today, actually, mm, even though I'm already married, they have like right. a new show that's coming out. That's like,
0: well, you can just like, like, like a it's like backstory from the past, right? Like you can just like still work it, right?
1: Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm still going to apply for it. Okay. You What's should. it called? What? what's it called in strange days when you're 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 jacking in you're fucking um, wire tripping wire tripping yeah yeah that's what i need to do is wire trip yes
0: that's exactly what you need to do Except but on, on all universe. the things
1: a better universe for a better movie <laughs> maybe like johnny mnemonic <laughs> right
0: right oh, so i agree um So angry about that, that I've thought about Johnny Mnemonic like fucking so many times in the past like month or so. Whatever. We'll never talk about Mad Max, so it's fine.
1: I'm putting it on the list. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be a fresh five. All right. I want to do. You may not have heard of.
0: Uh, Do I want to do. Oh, this is too much of an exercise. Yeah. I, I just think that like I do wish I. I understand, like the people's burnout with like things like, I don't know, all the the major things, right? But it's like, I look, I haven't watched Saltburn, and I don't know if I will. Like, it's for some reason, it's really hard. But it's like, that's like a prime, like exclusive thing, right? It's like, I don't know. There's there's part there's a little Scorsese in me. It's like, why can't that be released in the theater and like advertised? I would go see that maybe more than I, I. I don't know. Like, I I just wish film could get back. I I wish some. I wish there's more variety in what was being released in the theaters. That would make me go like see some things a bit more. I think.
1: If we live closer to a city, you'd have it.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Um. But it's like, I didn't think Asteroid City was great, but like, it was nice to just go see Asteroid City because at least it wasn't Indiana Jones or Star Wars or Marvel or DC or something like that. Like, I mean, just a movie, right? Like, and not even like a great one, but it was nice to go see it, you know? Um, But it's just like fucking Asteroid City is getting released fucking 18 times like on a streamer every week on every streamer like to some degree because it's like there's all these movies that are just like decent that are being released and like i can't watch all those fucking movies like and i don't know which one to pick what do i watch i i, I look the only movies i've watched this week have been what you told me to
1: watch well how many movies do you want to watch a week
0: I don't know. Sometimes it, feel, sometimes it feels like all of them, and sometimes it feels like zero. <laughs> you watched Cobweb yet?
1: Oh, yeah. You hated
0: Forever that movie, I right?
1: Yeah. More well, you told me not probably, to watch it, right? More than I probably should have,
0: yeah. <laughs> you hated it more than you should have?
1: Yeah, because I thought it was an interesting premise. It's just so poorly executed. And... None of it makes any fucking sense. Like it's oh. it's it's such a stupid goddamn resolution. It's like twist upon it's like it's like Emily on goddamn meth, like crafting a movie. Like oh, I'm gonna twist here, twist here, twist here, twist here. I'm the character, and then he dies.
0: And you, you do know what we need to watch though, right? Like, have you heard about this? Do you know about Hypnotic? No, I don't know. We both need to watch this. Um, I believe that it is on. Hold on. Maybe I'm wrong. I believe it's somewhere for free right now. This is, uh, yeah, it's on Peacock. Um, It is a new mystery action thriller from Robert Rodriguez. Um, It stars uh, Ben Affleck. Um as the primary star. It also has your I do you, know about this. It movie. has your dude Why Jackie O'Haley in it and William yeah. Fincher. And William Fincher. And didn't you make
1: me watch this fucking trailer?
0: No. We didn't watch this trailer. I think you oh, watched it because you watch the all trailer the trailers. Yeah. Um I don't know anything about this movie other than I've heard that it might be one of the worst fucking movies of the year, if not of like the past few years, as like a uh, kind of a big name release kind of from somebody like on the indie scene. Um it's on,
1: it's
0: on Peacock.
1: Oh shit. What are you doing Saturday night? We can watch um, it with Orion. We can watch fucking Hypnotic. We
0: could. Yeah, we could watch Hypnotic, yeah. Um but yeah, it's supposedly really, really bad, and we should I'm, definitely watch it. I'm that. super I'm super It has super, no guillotine really in it though, from what I understand. Um, no what? No guillotine.
1: I've already watched two movies with guillotine, <laughs> so you
0: can kiss my ass <laughs> too all right um uh, any okay I, I asked you this like thirty minutes ago, but any mm-hmm. final thoughts before we wrap up for the night?
1: No, nah, it's fun it was a fun episode
0: yeah agreed
1: go go watch, go watch, talk to me, and They Clone Tyrone. time room
0: yes, agreed, and um. In a couple weeks, we will be starting our Saul journey, um, and then um at the end of the month, we will be having our first uh new segment, kind of uh for the first half of the year of movies that Bledsoe needs to see before he dies, um, which we will be talking about Repulsion, uh, the Roman Polanski movie that um, you know, Frank certainly it's like where is that rank for you, Frank? All time, yeah, twenty.
1: No, it's got to be. Yeah, it mm-hmm. might even be top ten. I
0: don't yeah. know. Okay, top um, ten is
1: such a hard list to make, but it's 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 up there.
0: But yeah, it's it's new episode concept that we'll be covering for the first five months of the year, where um our friend Mike Bletso uh, will be joining us and who asked Frank to create um start creating like movies for him that he needs to watch before he dies and then we will all discuss them. So um that'll be wrapping up the month. But um Saul will also continue through the first five months of the year as well. So if you're a Saul fan, um I don't I don't even know if that's true. Um I was gonna say if you're a Saul fan, please listen. But um if you're a Saul fan you might want to not listen. <laughs> Because I can't
1: of masochism (laughs) and sadness. Yes, and pain. Yeah, you want to play a game? Because
0: I'm I'm watching, I'm watching the making making of of these movies, Frank. You've
1: gone too far. That's that's too much. I'm reading oral histories. You might as well watch a fucking meerkat jerk off into a I might as well
0: be in some kind of head trap is what I should be in. Fall into a pit of needles or some shit. I Um, I
1: prefer my analogy. Thank you. All right, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We'll be back in the next couple weeks. Deuces.